Good evening, Matt Awkward. Hey, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're going to be talking about the Memorial Valley Massacre. A.K.A. Memorial Day. Ah. A.K.A. Son of Sleepaway Camp on some yeah. DVD box yeah, sets. Yeah, Son of Sleepaway for some Camp, which is kind of cool. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, that would have been way cooler. I would have watched this movie way sooner if I had seen Son of Sleepaway Camp. I think this should have been just called Memorial Day, just to fit in with all those other holiday things. Like, I get it, but it was it, 1989 I, by the time they did this. Yep. And, oh, and, and, the, and the, the holiday days were kind of the. Well, and they were done by then, and also it's like it's like doing a Martin Luther King Day. It's like, come on, man! Oh, I get it. I get that we did this thing, but maybe Memorial Day is not appropriate for would, one of these dumbass things. I wouldn't watch Martin Luther King Day, <laughs> but I'd watch Martin Luther King Massacre. <laughs> There you go. There it is. <laughs> so now um, I see why they title. Yeah, I mean, because it's not just to be sure. So the. We're talking about Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., of course. We're talking about the founder of the Lutheran religion. Yes. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's he's nailing theses to people's heads with a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. I would totally watch that fucking movie. Uh, man. Yeah, poop head. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What? <laughs> uh... It's a long story. Okay. Anyway, uh, okay, so... This one isn't. It's pretty simple and stupid. <laughs> I said feces, not feces. <laughs> oh, I <heard> feces. <laughs> now I understand what you mean. <laughs> Although Martin Luther... There's a, there's Martin a killer. Luther... <laughs> there's a killer on the loose, and he's, he's nailing poops to people's foreheads with a nail gun. You know, how much dumber is that than this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad. All right. Not by much. Speaking of, <laughs> let's just do it. Let's let's do this. Um, this movie, like I knew. Oh, first off, mm -hmm. I was. I first thought that I was watching the wrong movie because I was like, "Well, this was supposed to be a movie from the '80s, and this movie is clearly from the '70s." Like, there's a bunch of '70s cars driving around, '70s RVs. Like the film grain's weird. Like it's a weird looking movie. This, it's got Cameron Mitchell in it. I was like, it's from '88, but it's from '88, which is to me crazy. This How, movie looked yeah. so '70s, and again, Cameron Mitchell is in this movie. I don't know who that is. Well, he's the weird guy with plastic surgery who was in every made-for-TV movie of the seventies. What character is he? He's the he's the dad that leaves instantly. He's oh, okay. the guy that the rich owns guy. the camp. Oh, okay. yep. He's the rich guy that owns the camp. Basically, they he had Cameron Mitchell back. for one day. I cannot believe they didn't shoot an epilogue with him, like showing up and be like, "What happened to my camp? Why is everybody dead? <laughs> my shopping mall empire? No." Yeah, yeah. That that story didn't really go anywhere. That's okay. He should have shown up and said that, and then like the caveman would jump him. That'd be like a good stinger ending. That <laughs> would be good. You're never gonna find him. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll never <laughs> find him in a million Damn it. <laughs> well, shut my mouth. Um, I can't believe nobody ever found this guy when he's routing around dude. and knocking shit over in tool sheds. And dude. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. I've been tracking him 17 back. years. <laughs> this guy. I've never found this klutz. <laughs> This valley is like <laughs> two miles wide. <laughs> All of his traps are set in the main pathways. 
This guy is allegedly the best tracker in the world. He used there's to be. A, there's a fucking tiger trap. There's a pit of spikes right next to the main trail. Look, the drink has numbed his tracking ability. Jesus. It's a tragic story. <laughs> I would only believe that if it literally plucked his eyes out of his head. This is I also love that he doesn't seem shit. He doesn't seem to like be a drunk until halfway through the movie. Nope. Then all of a sudden he's just like, "Oh shit, you got Jack Daniels?" Oh, I also I love the fact that uh that he's basically like uh, like we get to this point and then the our main character grabs him and is like, "You knew about this all along." And he's like, "Yeah, I totally did." Oh, what's going on? <laughs> he didn't know. He's yeah. he says he knew what was going on, but he's like, "I suspected my fucking son yeah. was around here somewhere, but it's Look, I suspected my son was a killer caveman, okay? I walked across this place, I don't know, two or three times. I Over 17 see, years. I did, instead of sending out, I don't know, a search party? <laughs> Whatever. Oh my good God, y'all. Also, his collection of beans, everything about this fucking movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> wild. It's just like, he's got an office. You've got a bean pyramid right behind you here. What are you talking about? Who are you to poke fun? Uh, Well, those are Bush's baked beans, so they're they're much much more special. I mean, they would be B&M baked beans, but they they moved out of state, so they they can go straight to hell. Dorks. Mm. All right. Okay, so we get a bunch of RVs going real pokey over a river. And can we just mention the music? This music is so schizophrenic. <laughs> it's hilarious. It goes from like demo button on a Casio it's exactly. to like straight up synth wave. Yeah. Like it's like it it alters between like <laughs> to like carpenter brute. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's so you it's so uh, unexpected. And they don't go. It's not like it's not like the really dramatic music is when you want it to be. It's just like sometimes the guy's like, there's a fucking caveman attacking someone with a spear, and it's going... <laughs> I was trying to describe the music, and you just nailed it perfectly. <laughs> Demo button on a Casio keyboard. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's so good. It reminds me of like... I yeah. It. I absolutely love the music because yeah. it's so it's so cartoony. And uh, when we were watching this intro, like you said, all the cars are pulling up to the camp, and we keep seeing um, footage of animals until you see one shot of a bird, and it looks like a completely different grain stock in everything. This, okay, there's there is like the worst stock footage I've ever seen in a film in this movie. It is like Wide World of Disney from 1965, <laughs> like that stuff, like that giant film grain but most of it looks good and, and then when it's cut in and it's like this is from a movie from three generations ago okay maybe maybe, maybe everything looks bad i don't know if it's it looks worse on hd i was watching it on tape last night and it didn't look that bad like the deer didn't look bad the groundhog didn't look that bad then they it showed all... then, it, then it showed a bird and it was like <laughs> look at like it was a there was one film. that was there was one that was considerably worse than oh the that's other the ones, one i'm but, talking about yeah but definitely there the other ones did okay look, there were there were some bad ones there were at least two really bad ones. Um, but anyway, okay. Everybody's so, arriving to camp at the same time. It's like a caravan of strangers. It is, it's a caravan. And 
I, mm, they're yeah. all there for the opening day of a brand new campground. Like, they can't wait. Again, speaking of which, again, pointing to the fact that this makes more sense in the 70s. Like, it's like, this is like one of those movies, like a CB movie or something. Like, oh, it's the camping revolution when everybody's got an RV. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's like, but no, this is the late 80s. Uh, anyway, uh, so big line of vehicles. They're headed up to the campground. They get stopped by the maintenance guy, Dick Brown. And Deke? His name's Deke. D- uh, you know, D E E K? D E K E. Oh, right. Like Zeke with yeah, a D. But, but Deke. <laughs> okay. I've never heard that name before. Oh, in my his life. name's Deke. All right. Deke. Like the like the cartoon production company that made Denver the Last Dinosaur. Eek. Got it. <laughs> uh, so, a character named David Sangster, who is our main character, uh, he approaches and he's like, "Hey, while you're holding all these people at bay and telling them not to come any further so that they can't turn around or do anything to leave, um, how could they turn around anyway? There's like 50 cars on a one yeah, straight road. Th- they're stuck there. They're, I mean." They are stuck there, and they're going to even get more stuck there because apparently the roads are going to wash out, and it's, like that's not a problem, though. It's fascinating because they are going to have to back up one at a time, starting with the last person who showed <gasps> up. Wow, this is badly planned. Uh, either way, David Sangster, who is the son of the owner of the camp, we find out later, mm-hmm. uh, he tells the guy that he's supposed to be working there, so he lets him in. He's, he's, he's that classic rich kid looking for a schlub job dealy. You see, I think he's the he's the classic. You can't judge me by the fact that my father is rich kind of guy. That guy too. Like he's that like you know I've got the hard ass foreman who's going to be calling you like college, and he's like yeah. I was in Nam. You don't understand. It's that kind of dude. Uh, but and he's like I took snake killing class <laughs> in school. Is that what he said? Something like that. That was some <laughs> dumb joke. Perfect. Maybe it wasn't a joke. Uh, who knows who in this kn- movie? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, okay. So uh, we basically smash cut to Cameron Mitchell yelling at contractors because the, the campground's not going to be ready for Memorial Day. Uh, completely glossing over the fact that they lost a man that morning. Completely ignoring that. It's like, that that was unimportant. <laughs> and then uh, the water is tainted because... There's a dead There's dog. There's a dead dog in it. Can you answer how they got those ropes tied around <laughs> that dog? Uh, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I can't. They pull uh, a dead dog out of a well, and like the ropes are like tied around the, yeah, dog, the dog in two places. Like, who? There's, there's nobody only, climbed down there. <laughs> if somebody managed to get down there, if it was small enough, if it was big enough that somebody could climb down, that's the only way. But they did not. The other thing was there are two big burly workmen. And there's a 65-pound dog that also looks desiccated. And they're, like, pulling it up. And they're like, God, like, like they're pulling, like, a human body out of there. But it is a relatively small German Shepherd. Yeah. And also, it's a, it's a puppet. So it's, <laughs> that's also making it light. But they're really overselling how hard they're pulling on it. But they are not ready to go at all. No, the electricity doesn't work. Roads are going to be washed out. Water's now tainted. Uh, there are no toilets functioning. Functioning. They're going to have to start digging latrines. Uh, yeah, things are bad. Things are not going great at the camp. Uh, so, And also now the contractors want to quit because the guy who's employing them 
doesn't seem to care that one of them was killed under mysterious circumstances. And that the dog ended and, up in that well under mysterious circumstances. And also that their, yeah, that their protector dog is was mysterious. Like, dogs fall in wells all the time. Yeah, dogs don't lift up the lid and <laughs> jump a, inside. Yeah, they're like, it was a 50-pound lid. Which looked like a tiny piece of wood on the ground. Sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, but even even if it was a piece of wood, dogs don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Uh, now the uh, whoever the foreman is, George, whatever his name is, he's basically like he's, George Weber. Is that what his name is? I think so. He's so, a he's this like super tough guy, like hard ass, who's like ah, we don't need you, and if you weren't the you weren't the boss's son. We'd get you out of here. You're not my boss. I'm your boss, and you get to work. Blah blah blah. He's kind so, of a dick. So he's being a total dick. Um. So, <laughs> what I love is that I think we're supposed to assume that there's a line going way back, but the camera never shows us this. Yeah. <laughs> what we see is a what we see is a group of fifteen people, which. As the movie goes on, there are 15 people in the movie, so I think it stands to reason that there are only 15 people. Well, they uh, a lot of them disappear. Yeah, that's because true. Because of the toilet situation that we get introduced to in a sec. But what I love is that it really does look like 15 people. He pulls out a bullhorn, and he's like standing in front of 15 people, just <laughs> yelling at them with a bullhorn. And it's like, dude, just fucking talk. And he gives the greatest welcome to camp speech, where he's just like, Hello, welcome to <laughs> Memorial Valley Campground. Our toilets don't work, so you're going to be handed out biodegradable toilet paper and um, look for a careful place to poop. Yep, and and poop. Shovels will good. be provided for you. Yep. And then half the people leave because, yeah, why wouldn't you? Right, of course. And so, oh, we also meet our that that fucking kid I love so much, the dirt bike kid here. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that, this is our first introduction to Toilet, the man baby. To- toilets are going to be temporarily unavailable. What do you mean by temporary? <laughs> All and of that- Memorial Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that I think that he changed his character throughout the movie because he didn't stick with the baby Huey voice. Mm-hmm. Like he really had, what do you mean it's going to be like that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like... Are you supposed to be like a child with a massive pituitary problem? Are you like seven and like four hundred pounds? What is going on? Dude? I love that kid. He's he plays it very well. He is very loathsome, and he very adds to the what I call the cartoon quality of this movie. He does like, like every every character in this is just overly exaggerated, ridiculous. Yeah. They look. Sarah even said it last night. They're like everybody shows up to camp and and. They go, oh, and they all leave. It's like a Yogi Bear cartoon. Yes. Like, this is exactly what this movie is like. I mean, this movie, one of its big distinctions that I think is interesting, that separates it from a lot of slashers, Mm -hmm. is that there are so many victims. Oh, yeah. That where, like, a Friday the 13th, you're introduced to, you know, like, two friend groups, three friend groups, or whatever, you know, and then they kind of come together, and there's, like, seven people that get killed off. Yeah. This movie has so many people in it. We just keep getting introduced to new people yeah. and at new campsites. It's got quite the high body count. Yeah. going and going and going. And yeah, it has a huge body count. And all the camp and all the people, though, are just like these crazy caricatures. All like the bicyclists, the, I mean, the bikers, the uh, retired military general, yep. the weird ass two guys and a girl camping that they're both trying to 
hook up with girl like that's those yeah there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot going on okay so um we get this goofy montage after he talks to everybody <laughs> that again the tone of this movie it straight up looks like it's some sort of like sex romp from like 1982 i also get a vibe of um infomercials here you oh, know absolutely you know, you know what they there has it? to be a better way yeah like are you trying to bring out five, 50 <laughs> pots at once from your camper <laughs> no are you trying to back up your camper oh, in a tree no. <laughs> yeah. also it is a it is like a straight up montage of these people destroying nature oh yeah it's like somebody carving into a tree somebody chopping down a tree somebody running into a tree they and are again just, destroying cue, this place cue that goofball casio demo <laughs> yeah and that's it that's what we get so lots of that silliness and you're like oh boy this is so wacky and then george sees that there was a break-in at the storage building and he's like well i'll just fix the window puts it back in doesn't say anything grabs some toilet paper closes the door and behind the door a fucking caveman <laughs> You want to talk about something that, like, if I was not prepared for this... Yeah. This, like, imagine you're at a, in a theater. What, I mean, I don't think that was possible. I was watching it with Sarah last <laughs> night, and she was not prepared for this. She's no. like, wait, what? There's a caveman now? What? I was like, yep. <laughs> if they were attacked by aliens somewhere <laughs> in the middle of this thing... And then one of the characters found Sasquatch and he saved the day. It wouldn't be any weirder than this movie is just by itself. It is straight up <laughs> it's, bizarre. It's so unique. Name another slasher where the killer is a killer caveman in modern times. Like, I mean, Trog. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but it, we find out he like he's more caveman than I feel he should be. I, he's more... How old was he when he went missing? Do we know that the story was vague? He, he had like, to have been like an infant or something. Like he was a child. He was was like, that what happened? Okay. I think so. I mean, it but doesn't he reckon- explain. He recognizes people, but but then he beats up a three wheeler like a like a complete caveman. Like right. who's never seen any machines before. <laughs> I mean, you know what I would have liked? I would have liked to have found out that this was magical. I would have liked this to be a supernatural movie. Where somehow like a caveman he was, stepped in, out through time. Or? No, if they wanted to keep even keep the kid, if they were just like, oh, he's possessed, you know, like some sort of whatever turned him into a savage beast okay. because whatever, yeah. you know, he's possessed by a wolf or he's possessed by you know something, something out there possessed him and made him like this because otherwise, he's just like a caveman from a high school play. Oh yeah, like you know, he, he should just have those like those little teeth or necklace yeah, around yeah, his neck yeah. and like a club a lep- leopard loincloth he is ridiculous he has a leopard loincloth oh, yeah. <laughs> he literally is wearing that that's what they fucking put him in uh okay so all wardrobe right. by spirit halloween 100 100 that's what it is uh so uh, one of these campers that we never see again i guess has a doberman and they're yeah. like teasing it. They're like, "Hey, oh, you almost bit me!" <laughs> oh, like, I, I, I didn't think that was weird. I thought it was just playing with a dog. You know what I mean? It's Red- a Doberman pincer. Yeah. <laughs> You're just wrestling with your dog. I do that with dogs. I've done that with dogs or oh, cats. No. Like I wrestle with my cat, and it quite lightly claws me. You know what I mean? That's true. That's all they were doing. But uh, but the thing is, this dog gets away <laughs> and busts into the tool shed where the caveman's hiding, and. Uh, 
The caveman just goes apeshit over the dog barking and starts tearing the tool shed apart. Then the dog comes in, and we see it off. We hear it off camera. He he kills the dog, right? Right. We assume he kills the dog. We assume he kills the dog. This, However, this isn't a plot point. The, nope. We never see these campers. Nobody's like, have you seen our dog? Nope. It just ran 10 feet over here and <laughs> vanished for life. We heard it scream. We heard it scream 10 feet over here and we we've never seen it again. We heard someone go, ooga booga, ooga booga. <laughs> and we heard club noises. Someone screamed Captain Caveman and ran into the forest. I don't know. Who knows what it was? It's, it's weird, too, because this is, you know, the second dog he's killed. But we find out that he's like a animal lover, what? or maybe it's just quiet animals. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> this this movie reeks of backstory that we're not being told. <laughs> like it feels like, oh, the kidnappers had a dog. Oh, that would and work. they were keeping him, and so when he hears the dog, he goes insane. Yep. You know, like or something like that. Somebody needs to have some fucking information that they can tell us. A flashback, something, but they don't have the money for a flashback. And nobody tells us anything, so yep. we get yeah, nothing. I didn't think of that. That works, though. Well, yeah, but... I'm going with it. Sure. <laughs> let's, let's call it that. Um, okay, dead dog. Two dead dogs in five minutes. Off <laughs> to a great start. Yep. Winning hearts and minds already with this movie. Luckily, them's the last two dead animals we're going to be dealing with. That is true. So, David goes to help a hot girl get into her tent... And With a hot car. Do you see that Mazda RX-7 she's got? I did not. Oh, dude. All I know is that he basically shows up and he's like super condescending. <laughs> he's like hitting on her by being a total douchebag. Yeah. Shocker, it didn't work. Yeah. She basically calls him a dork and <laughs> tells him to fuck off. And which she almost is great. cuts off his foot with a hatchet hammer. Which, you know, again, he's a dick. It's like, hey, maybe I can save you 30 minutes. Or 45. Maybe 45. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you suck at putting a tent up. <laughs> yeah. Let a man do it. Ow, my foot. Um, so, okay. David gets sent to dig latrines, and uh, George the boss is constantly doing, like, cool hand Luke shit to him, where he's like, you know, college boy, blah, 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 you know, yeah. like, just trying to big dick him and whatever. So... It doesn't work. It's fascinating, though, because I love his response to all of this. And I wish I had known this response when I had a boss like this, because uh -huh. it kind of rules. What's that? He basically is like, he pretends that the guy is straight up joking the whole time. Like, he's in on the joke. He's <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> and he just totally, like, goes along with it as though the guy is joking when he's being serious and it's, it must be infuriating if you're the guy trying to pretend yeah. to be tough, which rules. And yeah. I'm just like, anybody out there, try this. Unless, you know, you might actually get killed by the guy. But and then maybe he finds out that he's that. reading him wrong because he thinks he's a corporate spy. Right. Which he is not. He's just... Nope. He kind of doesn't want this thing to even last. Like, he's not helping his dad at all. Nope, he doesn't He care. wants this place shut down because... This is a oh shit. What's he say in his poetry? Fucking oh. nature is like an inclusive. Oh, I don't answer. care. <laughs> it was stupid. It was very <laughs> stupid. Whatever it was, but don't worry. We're gonna save this movie because okay. bikers show up. Oh god, I love the intro to the bikers. Yeah, the bikers pull up on their mean ass hogs and they're listening to some biker music. <laughs> <laughs> Toss me a beer. Oh, you shook it up. 
It's some real tough guy music. Yep. Uh, so Don't they call it speed metal? Oh, no, that's the other guy. Yeah, somebody calls it speed metal, that's, which is that's the other guys that with the girl. I think. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys look like metalheads. They sure do. Uh, anyway, okay, so this I was saying earlier, these guys start off and they are like, like they're total dicks later on. But when they start off, they're like the most supportive fucking people. You know what they remind me of is uh, there was a couple tough guys that were regulars on Step by Step. One of them was Mac's dad from Step from uh, Always Sunny, and uh, but that that's what these guys are like. They're like bikers out of '80s sitcoms that are like all tough, but like not yeah. really tough, like because they don't swear at all. Nope. They're like these guys could be right out of a, a family sitcom of, yeah, of the totally tough guy bikers. Yep. I mean, because they do, they start out, and the guy's really, he's given kind of a sob story. He's yeah. kind of like, oh man, used to be that we used to drive up here and there'd be a whole bunch of us, but I guess I'm just not the leader that the other guy was. We're just not and, cool anymore. And then the, and then they all kind of like huddle around him and they pat him on the back. And they're like, no man, you're doing great. You're a great leader. Of, Come of, on, of, man. Of all three of, of us. All of them. <laughs> there were surprisingly too many of them. Like that, well, there were them, six. There were three couples. Them alone was enough. Like that's almost too many people for a movie like this. Yep. Because the bikers need to meet another group, and that group needs to be like three or four people. But wait, so it should have been three more. or four people, <laughs> three or four people. But then there's another six people, and another three people, <laughs> and another two people, and then all of the camp counselor type people, and like it's. Too many people. And then we just get generic kills near the end, too. And like, then there's just, just people. Bodies everywhere, <laughs> yeah. Stuff <laughs> happening. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so... Um, it almost would be funny to, to make like a uh, like a postmodern slasher like this where you just keep <laughs> introducing the victims, but like the slashing never happens, and then you've got like 40, 45 <laughs> characters you've met in different groups, and you're just like, when is the killing going to happen? <laughs> We just keep beating everybody. Oh man, I mean, it is part. It's kind of like this. Sometimes that is my favorite part of these movies: Mm -hmm. is just getting weirdo characters to all come together. But whatever, (laughs) they're they're multi-ethnic toughs is what we get. Is like a a nice a nice colors of Benetton group of people (laughs) all hanging out together. It's it's great. Uh, It's very progressive for 1989, I guess. It is actually. It is Um, or 88, I guess. So the, uh, the lead biker throws his knife and it sticks into a sign that's about being respectful. <laughs> and our creepy little man baby sneaks up and grabs the knife and, <laughs> and runs, runs away. away. How he does that without being seen, I will never know. He's stealthy. They were all staring at that one spot <laughs> when he threw the knife and somehow he just <laughs> walked away with that. Uh, but yeah, so. And that knife ends up being quite the... Quite the recurring plot point sure with this does. kid, which is neat, I, mean, I thought. And then here comes another recurring plot point. We get uh, David and George digging the latrines, and then George makes a big, huge show of like pulling out a pocket watch that's very easily identified, and everybody talks about it for a minute. I, uh, and it plays music when it opens. I looked it up, and that's a thing. They used hmm. to make like musical pocket watches that, that, would, that would play music when you pop it open. Wow. I don't know why. Like, I gotta check the time and hear five <laughs> seconds of a fucking music box song. Can you imagine how boring <laughs> life was in like the sixteen to eighteen hundreds? Yeah, 
however long it would be when they were making those watches. They were probably excited about that kind of shit. <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm bored. I'm going to check the time again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen to Music Box Dancer one ding, more time. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Click. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> uh, yes. That, that always cheers me up. Hey, okay. What time is it? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that people were like that back in the 1800s. They were just like, oh, well, funny you should say so. <laughs> I think it might just be... Ding, 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 7.05. Yes, well, of course, sing it. Uh, okay, so they hear screaming, and they find a campsite with a picnic table covered in poisonous snakes. What? <laughs> Explain this one. Uh, was that because when I was watching this, I was thinking like, "Oh, is a caveman sabotage?" Yes. Like, no, caveman didn't do this. He did. He did. Yes. He had. What did he carry all those snakes in? Uh, maybe he took the cooler, gathered all the snakes, closed the cooler, and then brought it back. <laughs> what I like is that the snakes were all on ice because there was ice with the snakes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, and they were all like garter snakes. Yeah. I, and they are like, they're poisonous. <laughs> I didn't like the way that they were smacking them with the... I mean, I know that they were smacking rubber snakes. Yep. And that they had real snakes on the side, but it was still a little close for my taste. Yeah. Seemed a little a little iffy. That freaks Sarah out, too. She's like, they wouldn't hurt snakes for this, would they? And I was like, no. I hope not. No, I don't... <laughs> no, 1989, there's no way in hell. Okay, good. Yeah, there's no way in hell. Uh, yeah, no. ASPCA would be all over them. Even though this was made in the 70s. Even though this could have been made in the <laughs> Honest to God, could have been made in the 70s. Uh, okay, so, yeah, George is hitting the snakes with a shovel. Uh, the campers are like, fuck this, we're getting out of here. But before they leave, the main character is like, oh, we know about this place. This is a doomed place. I tell you, I didn't believe the stories before, but now I believe them. Why are you here? <laughs> because I heard stories that I don't believe. <laughs> and it's like, what stories? Do you yeah. heard stories about the of fucking... Of the There's kid? been nothing here. <laughs> no one... it's, that's the thing. Like This camp Who is... was there to tell stories about it? That's the thing. This camp is brand new. Yeah. This guy convinced dude to build this camp so he could, I guess, have a base for his endless search for his cave boy son yeah. thing. <laughs> so, like, what stories did you hear? Yeah. Like, that would make sense if, like, this camp existed, <clears throat> then something crazy happened that this is a grand reopening but like yeah this is a brand new thing this is the moment when the guy should be coming out to tell the story of like he could literally tell something that doesn't necessarily even have to be the actual story yep it could just be something creepy where he could be like there's a story of someone who lived in this land and they told a story about a feral uh, man well right exactly it could be that or it could be that like you know, there's a story that someone sold their soul to live, you know, or whatever. Like, people, someone got lost in the woods. You're and just I, obsessed with that magical shit. I, I love the idea that there's a spirit that was like, if you do this, I'll allow you to live, but you'll be, you know, part of the land or whatever. And you'll be the protector of the area or some shit. You'll be nature boy. But again, it's the only, nothing, like, this is so nonsensical. Yeah. The idea that, like, a toddler would live through this or whatever we don't know if he's a toddler he could have been like five or six i don't think i mean okay get some other but questions if he was but we'll... if he was six or seven yeah, yeah yeah let's say that 
Sure. Then he would have just kept going till he found a home. Like, he would have moved. No, he re- you regress into caveman. You be- <laughs> if you live in a cave, you become a troglodyte <laughs> just by definition. That's how it works. That's how it works. So, by definition, he was a troglodyte. Mm-hmm. So, that's... There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, where are we? Trollologs. Oh, Oh, my God. I love that. Go listen to our The Pit episode. Yes, we covered The Pit. Many, many What was the name of the kid? Uh, Oh, shit. He was played by Sammy Snyder. Uh, I forgot his name in the movie. I forgot the name of the kid. (laughs) Wow. Damn it. Shame on us. Was it Jamie? That sounds right. Because there was a lot of Jamie in the Trella lugs, so that makes a lot of sense. I remember that there's a Josie and the Pussycats riff in that one. Uh, anyway, okay. Anyways. So, uh, George drives off in a huff and leaves David to hand out flyers to people. So now we get even more people introduced. We get the teen miscreants. It's basically two Corey Hames and a girl. <laughs> And <clears throat> and they're both horn dogs for girl. Like I don't understand the dynamic here. I don't understand the it dynamic of this. I don't understand the motivation of this female character. But no, that that's another big mystery. Me. Yeah, the whole these whole people are just wackadoos. They're wackadoos, <laughs> straight up wackadoos. You know what they should do? Seeing these like teen vandal types, probably give them guns at some point. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'd probably just. Not train them how to use them and just hand them Those guns. Those nutters cracked me up when they got the guns and they were like rolling around like G.I. Joe's, like playing G.I. Joe in your five. Yeah, that was a good sign. I loved it. Yeah, that should have been the moment when George is like, I'm going to take those back. <laughs> and, and and when one of the punkers gives uh, gives his girl the gun, he's just like, okay, you take the gun. I'll just go grab another one at the ranger yeah, shack. Exactly. <laughs> There's so many guns. He's just like, oh, whatever. I'll just take one. Don't get another one. But it's true. I think he does get another one. He does. <laughs> There's so many. There's like a free gun vending machine. <laughs> what I love about this, another part of this that doesn't make sense. So skipping way ahead here yep. to that part. So if, as he said... George knows that his son is out there. Why did he organize a drunken posse and arm them to the teeth? Also, yeah, good point. Makes no sense. Like he's not he's not willing to shoot the guy. He's like he's like, doesn't end like this. Kid. But like he's not gonna be around to stop the other people to do no, it if they see him. Yeah. They're dumb. shooting anything that moves. If he thinks that his child is alive and still out there in the fucking wilderness. Don't give a bunch of yahoos guns and send them out to shoot whatever they see. But they were supposed to shoot the bear, right? Yeah, but they're all idiots. <laughs> he knows that they're idiots. I mean, Promise those... me you're only going to shoot the bear. <laughs> okay. Literally, he didn't even train the kids how to shoot the gun. So, all right. Okay, so they're, that's when they say they're listening to speed metal. But again, it's... Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> He's got a butterfly knife, and they're like... They're, they look kind of like skater kids, but they're, they're basically written as greasers. Because he's like flicking a butterfly knife, carving his name into a tree, and it's like... <laughs> This is like a 1950s greaser. They type. look like a, they look like kids hanging out Seven Eleven asking people yes. if they could buy them beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just they're Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, guys. oh yeah. Um. So 
do, 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 um, some squares come by and they're like, "Hey, I love this." <laughs> they're the um, they're the they're the uh, man boys. They're, yeah, they're man babies. They're looking parents. for their man baby who is out running around with this dumbass knife, <laughs> cutting down cat and nine tails and shit. There's something there's something about it that I love, and basically in the fact that like. As a, a kid playing by himself, a, a 27-year-old kid playing by himself, <laughs> he seems to be having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't think I could ever have that much fun by myself. And this kid is just like running around, hanging out at other people's campsites, like just yeah. making himself useful. Well, annoying. Yes. But it's great. And so they haven't seen the man baby. <laughs> And, and they're just instantly dicks to his parents. And they, they have one of my favorite lines where, where they go, does he look like you? And the dad goes, yes. And he goes, oh, so dumpy and stupid. <laughs> it's They are Beavis and Butthead. They're yeah. straight up Beavis and Butthead. Oh, fuck. This is 1989. They're totally Beavis and Butthead. But they weren't. They didn't even make a Beavis and Butthead reference, which I'm so thankful for. That's true. Uh, because shit, man, that was everywhere back in the day. But those no, movies. they are they are they're Beavis and Butthead archetypes. So like okay. that, absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, so. I, was Beavis and Butthead from eighty eight? I don't think it was even oh, out yet. Might not have I don't been. think it was out yet. No, you might I think be right. Early nineties. Yeah. Shit. Um but yeah, they're they're great. They're just like such cartoon dickbags to these parents there. Yeah. <laughs> and the mom's like, Let's get out of here. We don't need to be we don't need to get insulted here. Yeah, go somewhere else and get insulted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, they, they had me cracking up. <laughs> Good stuff. We get oh, this... what, what's the other girl say to him? It's like the play on FU. It was like a Chuck, Chuck you, Farley. Farley. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle was like, I've never heard anyone say that before. And I was like, my dad used to say that all the time. Your dad said Chuck you, Farley? That was like one of the things that my dad used to say when I was a kid. <laughs> Where does that come from? Do you know? Is Just that... a spoonerism. Okay. It's, I mean... I didn't know if it was a reference my to My father TV was show? also... A, my father was a fucking college professor and a linguist, so things like spoonerisms and all the... Uh, I rebelled. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to open a comic shop, Dad. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it, man. Okay, I mean, I'm going to talk. My parents were successful real estate brokers with their own Hell office. yeah. What the hell happened to me? <laughs> Isn't your brother I, a heart surgeon? I took a real... Uh, doctor, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, took a, I took a real estate course, and it was the most boring thing I'd ever gone through in my life. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I want to deliver pizzas. Yeah, it's, it's much better. <laughs> There was and definitely tastier. no. There was a moment when like I I had a I had this like oh, I should totally I was going to school and I had gotten this I had gotten to Stone Coast the writing conference and they like paid for me to go there and mm -hmm. they were like hey you should do a master's program here and I was like what would a writing master's degree what would a creative writing master's get me and they were like nothing but you could teach and I was like. <laughs> 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 Fuck! <laughs> and I ran screaming. <laughs> it was just like a dust trail out of out of the Stone Coast Writers like a, Conference, like a, like a Looney Tunes hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's a Tristan-shaped hole in the wall. That was it. I was like, no, thank you. I will not be trapped in teaching like my parents. No yeah. fucking way. 
Oh, God. That is a nightmare. Mm. I would much rather do podcasts and sell skateboards. Thank you. <laughs> Man, we've been selling the shit out of some skateboards. Yeah? It's now been that, going good? Yes. It makes me super happy. Can you order skateboards online? You know what? You can. You At CoCityComics.com? <laughs> website. I will build you a complete with the parts that you select if you ask me to. And I will make you a complete skateboard. I bet with there's parts a lot online. of listeners out there that are like in our age, like around the 40s, and they used to skate a lot. And they haven't done it for a while, and they want to do something, but they so get soft wheels. Don't try to don't try to do tricks. Just fucking just skate just around. Buy a board. Yeah, I got one. Don't hurt yourself. Kristen built it for me. I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for that. As a 40-something person who could very easily fall and break my everything wrist guards are your friend wrist guards are the best <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah anyway okay <laughs> where the fuck are we oh the, we're at the most important scene the one where it just cuts to george and it's nighttime and he looks up at the sky and soap opera music plays in the background <laughs> It's like do 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 do. Isn't that the that's the Incredible Hulk theme when he's walking down the road? <laughs> Whatever, something like that. Uh, it's very it's very cheesy and really weird. So okay, we find the missing man baby trying to ride his three wheeler, and David puts a stop to that. Because he's now the official fun police. Riding ATVs is against the law. <laughs> and also, those three wheelers were total death traps. Oh yeah. Like, That's why you don't see them anymore. Yeah, they do not exist anymore. They just killed lots of people. So uh, he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get fined, blah, blah, blah. Then George comes over, and you think that George is going to undercut David's message. And instead, nope. George takes the keys, and he's like, you'll get these back at the end of your stay. <laughs> he's like, damn. Can you imagine going to a campground as an adult? And having somebody take your shit and be like, go get it back at the end of like, the school year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if on the... Wouldn't you be like, okay, I'm out of here. Okay, so <laughs> if basically this was a... If this was a national... Well, I guess it can't be a national park. But if this park somehow, like when you signed up for it, they were like, no ATVs, no this, no this. You know, there are fines for all of these things. And then you brought an ATV... I could totally see someone doing that. Yep. You know, of course they would do that because, you know, it's literally tearing up fragile ecosystems. Yeah. Nobody wants you doing that. Um, but then they do it for the movie anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the message of the movie is you'd have to be a total fucking asshole to have somebody riding an, an ATV around here. Okay, so now we need you to go ride an ATV around here for the movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tear up that fragile ecosystem to well, show what real assholes you'd be. It's probably not even a real fragile no, no, ecosystem. No, it's, it's, it's yeah. just a no. It's a it's an ATV trail. I'm sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it's fine. I'm just being a. But they dick. they have man baby totally ride over trees <laughs> for comedy. I yeah. love it. So many of those. Okay, so, um, what I liked was that while he was taking away the keys and all that shit. Man Baby's brandishing that fucking knife yeah. the whole time. And they just ignore it. Mm -hmm. They're just like, eh, whatever. Oh, he's got a knife. Whatever. And I love his whiny little kid thing. Like, I wasn't even going to drive it. I was just checking the engine. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> he's so good at being horrible. Yes. Um, so now the caveman's back. And also, can I just say, oh. like, after the, uh, after 
they take his keys and the rangers leave and he has his little scuff with his parents and he just walks off yep. and he just starts knifing the plants as he walks oh away oh my god he's Brilliant. just like stabbing yeah, plants yeah. that is that's some good characterization i loved it yeah it's good uh okay so caveman comes back he's flipping out of trees and like being super crazy like really showing off how athletically he is a gymnast he is clearly a gymnast and fun fact he is Leonardo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3, hmm. along with uh, stunt work in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Two very fine films. They are. <laughs> I uh, love Mortal Kombat. I do, too. I I rewatch that stupid fucking movie mm-hmm. quite often. I, It's embarrassing, but I still do. Same. Um, so I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> I know you aren't. <laughs> So this is where he's like being really nice. He like gets a rabbit that's caught in something and he lets it free. It's his trap that he sets for campers, I guess. Right. But it's like he's caught in it like it's a snare, but it's not a snare. It's just a fucking rope. Also, like, did, did he build all these traps for campers? What did he build them for? That's my question. This camp just opened. Like... Where did he learn to build a deadfall? Yeah. Like, where did he learn all of these amazing snares that he's made? I don't get it. And what are they for? Who's... <laughs> they're obviously for for people. I mean, they're big enough to... Yeah, okay. tiger pits. There's the, the swinging spike thing near the end that's could only possibly take out a bear. It'd be too big. A... I got it. Mm-hmm. This Predator prequel. He was setting it up for Predators. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna. The next movie was gonna be Caveman versus Predator, and the Predators like like uh, going over the on their spaceship computer to find the most the worthy <laughs> worthy targets to hunt, and it's this guy from Memorial. Yes, Valley yes. Massacre. They're, they're looking for. <laughs> no, they're just looking for a nice place to camp, and oh. so they're pulling their space RV into this location, <laughs> and he just happens to be there, and they're like, "Oh shit, do you have the bait? Yes, <laughs> fetch the cute bunnies." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, so Man Baby uses the knife that he stole to break into George's building that is filled with shotguns and beans and <laughs> bean pyramid. The fucking bean pyramid on his desk <laughs> is the craziest thing in this movie. It's never explained. <laughs> I just love it. I, I would have loved a scene where he's just like, he leans back in his chair there and he's like, Oh, finally I can relax and he cracks open a can of beans and just <laughs> drinks, drinks it like a beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> either way, that is nuts. The bean pyramid. He kills a bean, can the- of beans, opens a drawer, <laughs> gets a new can and places it on top. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, uh, filmmakers out there, if you want to put that scene in a movie, you can have it. because mm-hmm. I love you. Very much love to see that happen. Anyway, um, okay, where are we? Oh yeah, he steals the keys to his to his RV or RV three wheeler three wheeler ATV is what I meant to say. Uh, and also he steals George's watch at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he does not steal any beans. Weirdly, he doesn't want any of those beans. I don't get it. I would have taken some beans. Yeah, hell yeah. So. George goes to visit an RV where some trash cans have been scattered to be like, hey, 
you don't want to do that. Bears are going to eat you or whatever. I don't know what he's saying. But he goes in and hangs out, which is weird. With this retired army general and his wife, Pepper. And his hot, like, Dolly Parton-esque, like, kind of trophy wife-looking person who's, like, kind of out of his league looking. And I love this, uh... And this army guy, he doesn't even want to leave his RV for anything. He's got everything he needs there. He's got a CB radio. He's yep. got a TV. He's got a VCR. And they're going to drink some liquor, and they're going to watch the Army-Navy game from 1958, 1958. on the VCR. Cool. Cool. And this is where George turns into like a... a, a like George has been like super serious about his job, this yeah, whole yeah, yeah. movie. And now he's fucking off. And then he's just like, oh, you have Jack Daniels? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like... Do you want to stay for the game? From 58. And he's yeah, like, yeah. do you have more of this? And the guy's like, yeah. After he kills like four shots in a glass. Too, yeah, oh, it was a huge like, glass of boom. whiskey. He's like, yeah. what I need is more than that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you've got, so, you've got issues, clearly. So I'm trying to do this, like, get this camp up and running, but now I'm just going to stop and drink Jack Daniels I mean, and watch VCR with I think day. that's how they explain that he's an alcoholic. I, mm-hmm. think that's like, I think that's their first, like, oh, if somebody offers him booze, he'll do whatever. <laughs> But also, he's another military man, so the two of them have that in common. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it actually looks like he's having some fun, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Hope it was a good game. I, he knows how it comes out, so it's not really fair. Mm. Uh, what happens here? Oh, Right. This is a man baby taken off on his suicide machine. I love this uh, whole scene. The music is awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, during this, this three-wheeler and following man baby on his three-wheeler, uh, caveman hears him driving. And he's yeah. like, whoa. That so, bothers our trog. Of course Yes. Yeah, so caveman's uh, chasing him through after the three-wheeler. And the man baby is just driving. There's a big trail that he could be driving on. But he's driving on the side of it, driving over bushes and everything, just to solidify like how terrible this yeah. kid is. <clears throat> and I just think it's brilliant. And uh, I think it's shot really well too. Like that's it is. A, that's a, this whole movie is just shot yeah. really well. It looks great for yeah, exactly as cheeseball as yeah, it yeah. is. And the whole chase scene with the caveman running after the three wheeler, I think, is great. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Um, this scene is again very confusing because our trog. After he clotheslines our man baby, like eventually yep. he just knocks him off the thing. And again, we've seen our trog be really nice to animals outside of the two dogs that he's murdered, which <laughs> might just be some sort of psychological condition at this point. Um, he tries to help the kid up who fell down. And the kid slices his face with the knife. Yep. He's like trying to ward him off and he slices it. And, and this is when our caveman starts taking this shit personally and he just straight up Steven Seagal's the kid's neck. Yep. He's just like, crack, goodbye. Uh, weird. But either way, so he... Was he trying to help him up? I thought he was just kind of... He, he offers him his hand. Oh, he okay. literally was offering his hand gotcha. and then the... Kid slices his face. Right, yep. Because again, we find out that He's mad at the three-wheeler, not the kid. That's right. He, he doesn't like the loud noises. Yeah, so he kills the kid, grabs his stolen pocket watch, so steals it another time, and then proceeds to beat up the three-wheeler, and the stunt guy, the actual person, comes pretty close to getting killed here. 
we see the it's spinning around on its tire and it like almost pulls him in. <laughs> like there's a moment that I was like, I didn't notice that. Oh but yeah. But then he beats the kid too on the ground after oh, opening yeah, up the pocket beats watch. The living like, shit out of the kid because he recognizes that watch. So, I mean, so he must have been like old enough to be not stupid when dude, he got left in the woods. I it makes no sense. No, yeah. I really don't. Uh, okay, so. I mean, if he recognized it and he was like, oh, it's the person I love. Why is he defiling yeah. the corpse? I don't like I don't get it. He's beating the kid because he, he knows that he, he stole it from his father. It. OK, that's why he presents it to his father at the end too. like, oh, I got your thing. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, my God. That's right. And now we cut to the party where everybody there is listening to the third type of music that they have here, which is. Straight up hold music from Maximum Carnage for the NES. <laughs> They're like just sitting there. Really great. Uh, it starts raining and the party ends pretty much instantly. And in the background, we see the trog dragging off Man Baby's corpse. <clears throat> Back at the failed party, the groundskeeper is telling a campfire story. Which is an urban legend everybody's heard a thousand times before. I just, again, can I mention the fact that this is where you tell a story about, about what's the happening? movie? Yeah. Why are you telling some other story? Well, he does kind of tell the story about Not what's happening really. after. Well, to, well, to right, what's right, his right, nuts right. after the fact. But like but right I mean, now, it's like, why, why aren't you telling an urban legend about the caveman in the woods? Tell a story about yeah. something that goes on here. Yeah. Like a ghost story about the caves around here or some shit. Why would you tell something else? Whatever. And then the girl just goes nuts and starts dancing in the rain with her wet t-shirt. Uh-huh. Entertaining everybody like is that her character trait like she's a super tease is that the game like dude i don't know because then she won't let the guys come into camp either afterwards even though coming on to them like i don't, I don't know i don't so know what weird. her deal is it's very strange but um the mean bikers make fun of the horror story and uh they say that the the valley is unusual it's a micro ecosystem mm. And basically what they mean is that this is the Savage Land and the weird little Chris Kattan guy is Kazar, essentially. <laughs> like, for Marvel Comics fans, that's essentially what they're saying. Um, so now we get another plot element introduced, which is that George was a special forces tracker in Nam. Mm. And he's, he's the best tracker in the world, as you can see him walk around <laughs> in circles in the pouring rain. He's tracking something in the rain, and they're like, what's he going to do in the rain, though? You don't understand. He's the best tracker in the world. I also love the line he's tra he's tracking so what's he tracking? His past. <laughs> okay, so he's gone crazy, is what you're yes. saying. Okay, got it. And or drunk. And or and he's just drunk. Uh so yeah. This this plot point is so confusing. There were like three times where they could have diffused this fuck up. They could have said he knows that his kid is there. He knows where he is, and he's just ignoring it. They could have said that every time he gets close enough to the kid, the kid runs away and find, goes somewhere else. So he's trying to just like help him out by leaving food or whatever else. 
Like, there could have been any number of ways you could have fixed this, Mm -hmm. and they just choose to completely ignore it and just say, he's the best tracker in the world, (laughs) and he didn't notice any of these thousands of massive tree-sized booby traps in the woods. To be fair, he's only been looking for him for 17 years. That is a good point. That's a good point. Good point. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If he just had 18 years to do it, he would have totally found him and brought him home. He was just two days away from 18 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the kid runs around barefoot. He's leaving human Tracks everywhere. Everywhere. He smarts. He, he has a fire going at all times in his cave. He's got a fire. In his- <laughs> <laughs> so after this party, it gets rained out. Everybody starts going. The bikers leave because uh, they got horny watching the... The, the wet t-shirt girl. Yep. I love, love that. Like, let's go. That girl made daddy horny. <laughs> Just so so cartoony. Like, everybody leaves. And the other and the other guy says something of a similar nature. And the girl's like, oh, great. And I got to go in the tent with nothing between my back but the hard ground. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the teens leave with their wet t-shirt girl. And... Uh, Afterwards, uh, yeah, what's her nuts? That that guy that was trying to pick up the girl at the Mazda. Uh, uh, David actually David's, actually takes her back to the tent. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, because he wooed her by saying something poetic about the ecosystem. Holy that was so dumb. Crap. Nah, she was just looking for an excuse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly, because that was garbage. And so he throws a poncho over, and he goes back to her tent with her. And then we get, uh, we just we just get bogged down forever. Uh, with this dumbass love scene in the tent. This was crazy. They get naked, put on They put get on naked blankets. and we don't we don't see anything. Right. So so again, you're just wasting our fucking time movie with like this is this is where you get the nudity in the horror movie. And they're just it's, like, nope. <laughs> it's also funny because you get that moment that they're like they're together and it's like, oh, we should, you know, we should stay together for warmth. And it's like why is there this extra step of each of them getting into a blanket when they could just get naked and get together? Yeah. What, like, it's just to kill time. It's and just then to we the start scene. getting a slow-mo, softcore sex scene with no nudity that yep. just goes on way too long and has no... They could have just cut at kissing. Like, mm-hmm. they needed yeah, none yeah. of this. This 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 part bothers me about the movie because it just it slows it down big time. Yep. Meanwhile, our other weird relationship, those two guys and the girl, they're yeah. like, she's like locked them outside of a camper and won't in let the them come in in the rain. pouring torrential downpours. And they're yep. just like, come on, let us in. Yeah. She's like, no. It's <laughs> really strange. Also, it cannot be stated how bad this rain looks. This is like, I have seen many a soap opera rain that has looked far more convincing for, than this. I thought it looked fine. There was a moment of this fucking thing where there was literally rain coming sideways and you could literally tell it was someone with a hose. <laughs> I did not Spraying them from the side. <laughs> it was terrible. And there was like, it was completely dry on one side and then where the hose was going was like... <laughs> so didn't oh, notice. Oh, Um, (laughs) actually it made me laugh so it was fun so david uh oh that's right they get they get drunk they do that thing they do the sex and then the trog watches the two Corey hames and somehow fucking sticks a bear on them 
I don't know if that's coincidental or he's fucking Beastmaster. <laughs> whatever. That's it. He's Beastmaster. He is Beastmaster. Okay, yeah, everything this, makes sense now. The if this was just called Son of Beastmaster, I would have understood Boom. it. Oh my god. If that had just been the Beastmaster and he had lost his kid and now he's a drunk, <laughs> it makes so much more sense. Oh. I used to be something, you know. I used to be the Beastmaster. <laughs> I went through the portal of time. You ever you ever have TBS and like watch it like either at two o'clock in the afternoon or like four in the morning? I was on all of those. You times. saw me then. <laughs> you know me then. You know me. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was the Don Coscarelli movie that nobody liked. Uh, remember we killed that tiger? Oh god, that's really sad. <laughs> I think that's when all my bad luck started. We killed that fucking tiger. <laughs> Damn it, Don Coscarelli. <laughs> One unforgivable sin in his career. Anyway, so, um, so the. T- <laughs> All right. The Trog somehow is now also a mastermind who is like planting clues to try and trick people into believing that this bear killed people so he drags the 250 pound corpse of this kid through the mud leaving i mean he dragged a 250 pound body he's strong okay sure did he clear the trail or did the world's greatest tracker (laughs) not notice that there was a big fucking furrow in the ground where he just pulled this body in the mud it's the drink, man. <laughs> clouds is clouds is mind. Uh, probably, probably the bear did it. Probably just grabbed him by the foot and was like walking him that way. I don't know why there were no bear footprints next to it, but it was probably the bear. They'll do that. <laughs> you know, world's greatest. Tracker. You know what would have been cool? Just not make this guy the world's greatest tracker. Yeah, that would have solved literally everything do well, we need him to know how to track anything well it's so funny too because when we get that story he's out walking in circles in the pouring rain and this is after he got his watch stolen yeah so like i just thought he was looking for his damn watch like where the hell did i put this thing and then they started making up this whole story about the tracking and i was like oh i totally just thought he was looking for his lost watch which, he's a drunk and he lost his watch sense. which is totally normal drunks lose their watches all the time Undrunks lose their watches. I mean, all that's true. Uh, okay, so Fuck, where the hell did my watch go? <laughs> uh, where are we at? Oh, um, do Oh, you know what else was really good? I loved the line here. Sorry, way before here, but when uh, that blonde lady and David mm-hmm. are about to have sex, right before they're about to do it, she says, "I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't a question of our survival." Which is like, thanks. <laughs> Come yeah. on, lady. Jesus Christ. I said I wouldn't sleep with you if you're the last person on Earth. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend you're the last person on Earth. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. Yeah. Um, it's just raining in the summer, man. You're not freezing in the tar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, George goes completely quint here. Uh, we, we get a real quint moment where he destroys the phone. Yeah, I don't get this at all. Once they find the corpse, he's like, 
because he's like, we got to call the cops. And he's like, no, we're not no. doing that. And he rips the phone off the wall. Then he's like, great, how are we going to call the cops now? Oh, I got a ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> and then they call the cops on the radio. Yeah, they, I mean, well, no, no, just... no. They go out and they find out that uh, the, the kid has destroyed the radio, right? No, no, no. No, they he, do. He does that later. No, the the next scene cuts to the cops there. They got the cops there with the radio. <laughs> so, like, why did you just pull the phone off the hook? Because there was that scene in Jaws where Quint destroys the radio. That's literally it. It's they're just aping the first the 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 Quint scene yeah. from Jaws. Because this is one of those types of movies. And that, are you telling me on this whole entire like that's the only phone on this whole campground? Is that weird payphone thing? I mean, none of the electricity works. Why oh, would yeah. the phone? Why would the work? phone even work? Yeah. Where is that fucking RV getting their electric hookup so that they can watch their TV and everything? Are they could, just burning gas the whole time? Yep. Wow, they're not going to be able to get out of there. It doesn't matter. Well, they're not. <laughs> good point. They probably knew. He's probably also a psychic, I mean, which fuck, is another they, plot element they, they should have added into they, this movie. Yeah, if they didn't blow them damn selves up, the road would be washed out anyway. Which is a crazy thing to just like. He makes that sound like it's normal. Like, oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah. road's gonna get washed out. We can't leave here for another week. Like, oh, it's okay. We can just take another week off work and stay here. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> we got plenty of supplies. No worries. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay, so this is where George decides to assemble the hunting party to go after the bear because he's really good at tracking. <laughs> so he knows exactly where it's gone. Um, so we need volunteers. I know you're all on vacation and hanging out at this campground, but... uh. If you if you could please help us out, come to the camp store and get your complimentary just gun. Have a gun. Everybody gets a high powered hunting <laughs> rifle, and we're just gonna hope for the best. Uh, can you tell us how to do it? Nope. Nope. No information for that. So they're gonna <laughs> they're just doing this. Um, also, when everybody's crowded around, we see that someone brought a newborn infant <laughs> to this fucking thing. <laughs> There's a woman with a, like, month-old, two-month-old child that she's carrying. It's okay. It's the only time we'll see her. I, thank God, but it's crazy. Fucking hippies. Um, so, the bikers realize that they could make some money off this bike. Off the three-wheeler that's still missing. Yep. A trike, I guess, then. Uh, the, the stupid kid dumped out there. Okay, so, just just devil's advocate here. They're all on bikes. How are they going to get that out of there? Mm-hmm. What well, are they, they going to do with it once they, they get it? They did say there's, there's a couple hundred bucks in parts. So they're going to take that thing apart, put they, like the wheels and everything. Everybody takes a wheel. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, makes total sense. Sure. sure. <laughs> Why not? They're kind of dumb. I don't think they thought that far ahead. <laughs> and they've Again, been drinking all day. That's true. I love that the, the one biker carries... Uh, the six-pack ring around his keychain on his belt. <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. I like and, how it seemed like there were just, like, beers coming from out of... There was a certain point when they were just pulling beer from out of nowhere. They never nowhere. ran out. Oh, yeah, exactly. They just kept... They never run out. It was like this magical beer <laughs> replenishing. Uh, yeah, it was like a Dungeons & Dragons thing. They have, like, a, a bag of holding with just beer. My buddy and I always used to say back in the day that if we had a genie, we would wish that we just always had an eighth of weed in our pocket. <laughs> Like no matter what, no matter what, you just pull Oof. out. You just have an eighth of weed. You know, you, you never run out. It's not like I have like eighty thousand pounds. I just 
always have the ability to pull an eighth of weed out of my pocket. You know, I can see how this Twilight Zone's gonna go, and you're gonna be, like, in Texas or something, and they're gonna be like, you've got an eighth of weed, you're going to prison. Yeah. And then you're uh, in prison, and you've got an eighth of weed, they're like, that's your second strike, and they're like, oh, life. No. And then the next one, they're like, three strikes, and then they put you in the electric chair, and it's like, <laughs> you always have an eighth of weed, it's added up, you must have been dealing, so we're gonna kill you, because it's Texas. You know, that's a good Twilight Zone. <laughs> I mean, it's probably more of a Wishmaster than a Twilight yeah. Zone, but either way. Okay, so. <laughs> but yes, they made this wish for the genie that they just always had two beers on them. Yes, that, I think that was it. <laughs> no matter what, they could just reach in their pocket and pull a beer up. I just always want a warm Milwaukee's Best yes. somewhere near me. <laughs> uh, so they're like, okay, cool. We're just going to, I'm just going to put the three-wheeler over my shoulder and walk it back because I'm that guy. We don't have any tools to take it apart. We don't have anything. We're going to hope that it's good enough to drive, I guess. Again. Sure. They're not too bright. So they go out there and he's like, what? She's like, what if you see the bear? And he's like, I got a 45. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. So after you shoot it three times and it comes after you and kills you and then eats the gun, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, I, I read up on that after watching Grizzly 2. I don't think that gun's going to pierce its that skull. That gun is not going to do shit. Nope. <laughs> that gun's not going to do shit. So, yeah, it'll just make him mad and it will tear his head off. Bears are bulletproof. Bears are practically bulletproof. Uh, I mean, you can get them in the heart if you shoot correctly, but they are, it's very unlikely that you're going to kill them with mm-hmm. a little gun like that. Nope. So, uh, all right. So now every, literally every idiot in this movie has a gun now. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody everywhere is carrying it's, guns. It's like we're in Texas. <laughs> They're off to the woods <laughs> to shoot each other by accident. Uh, this is just hunting accident of the musical this at this should, point. This should have happened. Somebody should have shot... They're rolling around on the ground doing the G.I. Yeah, Joe yeah, thing yeah, right here. There should have been a scene where like, like 10 Oops. people took themselves all Oops. out at once. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> there! They're all in a circle. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely. I mean, this should have been National Lampoons somewhere. <laughs> okay, so the dumb bikers get lost in the woods. <laughs> Everyone is so fucking stupid. <laughs> One of the fucking Corey Hames gets trapped in a snare and hung upside down. <laughs> And then the wise tracker says, it's poachers. Poachers that built a whole trap system out of vines. That (laughs) built a snare that is meant to catch a person and literally nothing else. Gotcha. One of those poachers. Uh, It's not human season, so they're technically poachers. Yep. That makes sense. It does. So the bikers try to find their way back, you know, by going a route that they've never seen before, which is smart. Uh they they keep pulling from their magical beer supply. The biker one of the bikers finds a bloody knife, probably his bloody knife, in front of a cave. And they're like, "Oh shit, let's go in." There's a fire burning. There you go. And there's a corpse. Who is the corpse? Is that the kid's that mom? That is the kidnapper. That's a kidnapper? I believe so. Because I couldn't tell if like the kidnapper dropped a kid. In his, no, it must have kid... been his mom because he was mad about the skull. So you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, it he had dropped to be his somebody... mom off to get the ransom. I I just wish they were more clear on the kidnapping story. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I was because if, but then but then the, then the biker pulled out a wallet. Like moms don't typically have like it was a dude wallet. Though. It was a dude wallet, and it had a newspaper clipping about the so kidnapping. Confusing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's such a mess. 
Yeah, no, no clue. But either way, they find that, um, and the the beardy guy is like, "Oh, hey, look a skull! I'm gonna take this home as a souvenir for my <laughs> bowling league." I, and I sure. And I look, and uh, the jawbone sticks to the skull the whole time. I, and it also has like that weird, like like fully perfect circle in the bottom. Like it's a plastic oh, yeah, skull. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a cast dumb skull. It's that same thing where like all the teeth are still stuck in, and like all these things that like no, you have to glue the teeth back in. Mm. Like they're not gonna hold there with no meat <laughs> on the bones. Um, so let's see. Uh, oh, they find some random trinkets in a cigar box, and. He's like, oh, look at this stuff. And before he can even scream, the trog hits him in the chest with a fire axe. Yeah. Boom. Uh, he's dead. And then he chases the other guy with a spear because he's got the skull. We yep. assume. Um, and so we go back and <laughs> cut back to some of the more more terrifying gun handling of the movie. Uh, and Well, we assume. Like, he's chasing him for the skull, but then he just wants to kill him anyway. Him anyway. I think he's just on a murder path. Like I think the, at this point he's gone, but it's like... I he's got to protect his v- ecosystem. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they leave the girl at the camp with a gun. They tell her that once the safety's off, she can shoot anything that moves. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, take this gun. I'm just going to go get another one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so the biker's off with the skull. Wild Boy's chasing him. Uh, he gives the skull back. The trog's like, oh, hey... Thanks. That's really cool. JK. And then pushes him into a spike pit. Which I thought looked great. It looked great. There were a lot more spikes than there were on the ground, but it was still cool. (laughs) I liked how all the spikes were going in different directions. (laughs) That was cool. Uh, Let's see. It looked like the the pit at the bottom of uh, Mortal Kombat. It was a Mortal Kombat fatality. You're back to Mortal Kombat. I mean, 1989, that's a great time for a Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. fatality. Uh, So boozed up posse of George, David, and the random campers finally find this cave. So, George has never looked, right? Like, this is the first time he's gone out, and he's like, I'm chasing, I'm chasing a bear. And it's like, the first time you find the place where your kid... He never like, found this cave? He never found this cave? You guys have been walking for like 15 minutes, and like, this <laughs> cave's like... Found the thing that you haven't found in Gives like seventeen four hundred feet away from your campsite. That's clearly marked that even dumb bikers find. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not like a hidden cave entrance. It's, nope. It's... Yeah, I don't know. It even has a, a home sweet cave sign on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's unlikely, <laughs> but they find the murdered camper with the axe sticking out of his chest, and uh, we find out that. It's George's son, obviously. Uh, but somehow, George. this is that moment where George is like, yeah, I guess I knew that it's him that's killing people <laughs> and not a bear. And it's like, why did you arm everyone if you thought it was your son? Yep. I didn't even think don't, of that. I don't get it. Uh, okay, so they're like, okay, you, one of the two Corey Hames, how fast can you run? <laughs> Go back to the camp and do something. I don't know what it was that he was supposed to do. But yeah, doesn't he tell people later on not to split up too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> later on, well, I mean, he learned that it. Yeah, he's learning from his mistakes. Okay, that's a good quality. <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, the uh, that Corey does not make it. He somehow runs to exactly where that same spike pit is. 
<laughs> Again. Dude, the guys that made this movie were like, the Spike Pit fucking owns. Can, we, can, we, can we put one more body on it? How cool would it be if two bodies were in there? Okay. <laughs> they probably pushed for a third, and they were like, no! <laughs> so, the only way that this works is that this is the path. So, the... <laughs> That he hasn't been able to find in 17 years. Oh, I, I just never, I never walked this trail. Oh, that's that's like the you east know, trail. You know, when you, you know when you walk a trail, it cuts to the east and the west? Yeah, I just always stayed on the west. Oh, wow. So I probably, I if I had gone to the east, this never, oh, wow. Man. You know, even though it loops and connects, I just I just never oh. finished that loop. Dude, I it's like a three-mile walk, man. Yeah. Come on. I'm not going to do I a full three-mile walk. I just kind of get out by the pond and turn around. <laughs> <laughs> These people. All right. So now Cave Boy breaks into George's office and looks at pictures of himself before he became a feral monster. He knocks over the precious bean cans. Then, <laughs> uh, and again, we learn that this kid, while he was in his, uh, while he was in his cave, he sent out for a DeVry uh, education to how trucks work to how gas systems work. He's now a certified gas technician. Mm -hmm. He's a certified uh, truck de-repair technician. <laughs> Sally Struthers hooked him up. Hooked him up. He knew how to open a truck without even pulling anything. Just, just lifted the hood and pulled out all the wires. Um, and then also poked the tires. So, yeah. And uh, he booby-trapped the camper. Deflates the tires. And now, uh, he's, again, he's seeing that spike pit for the first time. It still blows my mind. Yeah. Um, okay. So, one of the teens, one of the female teens runs off and George yells, stick together. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to live forever. And it's like, okay, you have somebody do something this astronomically stupid and unmotivated in your movie there's got to be a reason, right? Like, there's got to be some sort of payoff to this. So she's going to go out, and we're going to find something. Nope, she just dies. Or she's just going to get killed. Nope, that's all. <laughs> the fucking, like, cut back to her later, and she just gets killed off camera, too. She doesn't even have, like, a, a she remarkable gets, she gets, death. Yeah, she, she gets, gets pulled, pulled up, up under the tree. tree. Yeah. And we all we see is her lifting up off the ground yeah. for, like, a half second, and that's it. So... uh. They make it back to the camp and tell everyone that all their friends are dead. Uh, they find the Jeep, and CB, all useless. They find the wreckage of George's beans on the floor. George <laughs> sits over them and holds them in his hands. My beans! <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> oh, God. I love your beans. <laughs> uh, oh, also my kid. Uh, but my beans. <laughs> I even have the maple oh. flavor. <laughs> so uh, they they go to the general's camp, tell him about the murders. Uh, it's the other Corey that didn't get killed. Yep. He goes to uh, he goes to the general. The general's like, "Hey, kid, uh, fuck <laughs> off." <laughs> that guy's fucking voice that you can't understand a single a thing. Bag of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's like Lemmy after being kicked in the throat like 60 times. <laughs> I, lo I, lo I loved him. He's so gruff. He's, but he's he brings gruff to a level that is like beyond beyond. I love that guy. I love him every time he's, he's in general something. general gruff. But yeah. No, he's, he's your tough guy. Uh, and he's like, I don't need anything. 
I can, I'll fight him one on one. It's like, well, maybe the more heroic thing to do would be to protect other people. You know, military guy. That, yeah, that I'm whole thing. stay here and watch my VCR. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the Army Navy game from six to three now. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the kid fucks off, but then instantly gets murdered by the trog. <laughs> instantly, while the trog is fucking with the gas line, and now. I've worked maintenance. I have a college degree. I feel like I'm a pretty handy person. I would not know how to sabotage the gas line to an RV. Well, here, here's my so question. So that it fills the the RV well, with gas and then explodes? To be fair, here, here, here's my question on this. I don't know if he knew what he was doing. Oh, like, come on. Because he just opens a trunk of the car and he's like, ah, pull wires. Like He could have just disconnected a gas wire and it's like... It doesn't make any sense, but like at the same time, no, it, he's he was okay. Was he MacGyvering a booby trap? Is that what you're yes. saying? Okay, like the fact that he knew to pull the wires on the car is insane because he was like, "What is this metal? What is this metal? He sees the three wheeler. I'm gonna hit it with a stick. He's yeah, like, oh. you're right. You're right. You're totally right. What is this crazy thing? This and movie so- sucks now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he he does he, but again. You can get DeVry certificates sent to you in a cave. You can. There are plenty of troglodytes that have graduated <laughs> from DeVry. Oh, I'm going to get killed. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I take that back. Please. Uh, All of our DeVry graduate <laughs> listeners out there. Troglodyte just means cave dweller. You could be, you could just be a back to nature person. I'm not. I'm I not got saying. my degree in VCR repair. <laughs> now I'm unemployed. And I blame the Funbox Monster podcast. <laughs> hey, you know, today would be the day to have that TV VCR repair. That was a real course from them. Yeah, it was. I remember Sally Struthers mm-hmm. talked about it. Um, okay, so this is the funniest scene in maybe any movie ever. It's edited even funnier in the trailer. But uh, this is where they're, they're sitting around... Uh, the the general and his Dolly Parton wife. Yeah. Like, no, I shouldn't have gone. She's like, dude, shouldn't you maybe have helped them? Yeah. No, they're fucked They them. couldn't punch through a wet cracker. Yeah, some <laughs> some nonsense like that. That's exactly what he said. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, how do you want your steak? Well done. Do you smell gas? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> In the trailer, it's edited, so it's just like, how do you want your steak? Well done. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Which is way funnier. It is way funnier. I wish they had done it normally like that in the movie, but yeah. I still think the gas line works great, though. You smell uh, gas. It's also good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, let's see. The two Corey's girlfriend, uh, or not girlfriend, she's alone now, and... Uh, this was cool. The trog attacks her. And With she's the like, corpse first. Like, they're ripping the tent from the bear, and he uses a dead guy's hand yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah. like uh, and then she shoots that guy. So she, But she basically just shoots a corpse. Right, yeah. but but in her mind... She killed her friend. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's like a... I mean, she killed her scumbag who hangs out with her. This caveman's got some fucking mind games. Yeah, <laughs> real mind games <laughs> going on here. Uh, I like... It could have done a whole, like... Weekend at Bernie's nubbins type thing, like a chainsaw <laughs> two slash weekend at Bernie's with this guy, and totally made more of that. I would have been into it with some boingo boingo. Yes, I'll 
take it. <laughs> Brett Lad's big titties. I don't want to hear it. I want to see it. Woo! <laughs> God, Chainsaw 2 is a great movie. Perfect movie. It is... Man, perfect, perfect, <laughs> absolutely. It is a perfect zero movie. complaints. No, there's there's nothing. Said that bridge goes on forever. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> don't care. Texas is big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the trog fondles her and then crushes her spine. She's dead, and uh, now we get our two uh, George and David are running past all the corpses. They basically go to each campsite. Oop. Yep. Corpses. Oh, 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 burned out RV. Oh. Oop, uh, more corpses. Oop, uh. It's just we are going to get horrible Yelp reviews. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. <laughs> it's a good thing that Yelp had not been invented yet. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this... I went camping at Memorial Valley and everybody died. <laughs> I'm One a, star. I'm again. I I feel like I I've run this into the ground at this point. But again, he says that he's crisscrossed this valley and he's never found anything. He's either a liar or he's just an idiot. Uh, or both. Yeah, probably. Or just a drunk. So, um, so now they're all hanging out at the house and they're trying to stay together to not get murdered. And uh, they send the only person of color they've got out to fill the generator. And they're like, hey, but, you go, go do this alone. But, but, but before this happens, I think it's before, it's my favorite line in the movie. Uh, they they make a they <laughs> say how much how longer is it till till daybreak? And she looks at her watch and she goes, "It's five a.m. It's Memorial Day." <laughs> One, he's not a vampire. <laughs> Two, who gives a shit that it's Memorial Day? That isn't like even part of anything of uh, nothing. It's uh, fantastic. It's so good. Uh, so. Again, uh, our our troglodyte who is afraid of three wheelers and thinks that they're uh, strange demons mm-hmm. from another world. Uh, he also sent away for his Class C bulldozer driver <laughs> license, yep. and so he <laughs> hijacks a bulldozer with his knowledge of heavy diesel equipment and drives it to knock down uh, a garden fence. <laughs> who knows. <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay, so he does, he, well, no, he, he drives it to knock down the hole that we're supposed to assume that the, what we saw there was the whole camp going Okay. <laughs> I can understand why you think that that <laughs> single ply thing that he hit was just a fence, but no, I assure you that was a whole camp <laughs> oh, going no. down. Oh, no. Uh, insurance is going to go up. And also that completely functional truck that looked clearly like it could a have just gone, truck. gone straight out onto the road <laughs> without any no wheels engine. or engine or <laughs> seats or anything. It was the craziest thing. Rolls down a hill, stops on nothing, and yep. then magically has three corpses underneath it when we get back to it. I do not understand that at all. It's just like... I think it was just peppering the place with dead campers to, like, up the I body. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it does right. work. We've already killed 15 people. We need to up the body count. Let's just move them around. <laughs> Let's just shuffle them. <laughs> Whoa. Does anybody have another infant? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. So, uh, do, do, do. 
what's his nuts? George, uh, the younger Skanksir, right. Skanksir goes to shoot the caveman, but he George, has a clean shot. And he has George a clean shot, and he's going to take it, but George it slaps the gun away because we can't have people shooting the caveman. That's why they gave him all the guns. Like you said, damn, that yep. bothers me now. God damn it, George. F you for even bringing that up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he's, you know. So he, then he's like, okay, well, you're fucking crazy then. Let's get out of here. And he's, he's like, like no, oh, I'm going to stay and find my boy. I have to do this on my own. So he's drunk and heavily armed and headed out into the woods after a murderous troglodyte. He's going to be fine. Yep. Dawn breaks. He's still chasing the little weirdo. He's going to the same locations we've seen, again, re-emphasizing the fact that he's a shitty fucking tracker. Worst in the world. Worst in the world. His reputation has been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, George finds the first trap, so, oh, there I'm you go. I'm surprised he even found that. I know. He, like, he springs it, and it drops a bunch of rocks harmlessly in front of him. <laughs> the next trap is really confusing. Somehow he just rigged a tree to fall, but whatever he does, a tree falls in front of him, and George is like, well, it's going, and he's like, steps backwards, and it falls, and he's like, I don't know who the fuck that's going to kill, but somebody who's not paying any attention. Uh, so, or maybe it was an act of God. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, cave boy is trapped. George and the boy have a reunion. You this know, was really... Kind of morose. This was real sad. This was real Legit, sad. Legit, like... The, he's the, like, is the this father, you? The father calls him, is this Steven? And the boy, like, pulls out the pocket watch to 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 confirm that, yes, yeah. it is me. And then it's going to be, like, a reunion. But then Dad steps on a trap, which kills him. Yeah, it sends uh, one of those predator traps with the big log and the spikes impales dad he dies and the fucking cave boy is devastated and and is i think the acting of cave boy here is yeah. great oh like, he's great his face definitely portrays the tragedy of like, it all i was gonna uh... get to a dentist god damn it <laughs> they were gonna take these big fake hillbilly teeth out of my mouth they're totally just spencer gifts gag <laughs> of them yep so he's he's dead cave boy still alive uh we cut back to the back to the place and apparently everything's okay the ambulance has shown up cops have shown up uh and sangster says he's gonna shut it down well yeah not before uh one of the like the ambulance guy or one of the cops is like we'll find whoever did it and david's like no they won't no they won't he knows these woods too well (laughs) (laughs) and he and the blonde lady walk off into the sunset and we see our cave boy up on the mountain looking down at everybody. Yeah, doing like a Tuscan Raider. Yep. <laughs> yep. And there it is. That is Memorial Valley Massacre. <laughs> I do love it. I think it's just such a ridiculous it's crazy. And fun movie. It's not good. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is good. I like it's, it. It's, it's super first, entertaining. It's the first troglodyte slasher I've yeah. ever seen. One hundred percent. I've never seen a caveman slasher before. You will laugh I mean, yourself silly with all the introduction of the characters in the beginning. That's the best part. Like everybody showing up to the camp is just such. It's such a Yogi Bear cartoon. I love it. It's uh, yeah. No, it is. It is just. It's too much. But <laughs> it's too much in a great way. So yep. I. It's an anomaly, and and, it and, is. and again, we talked about before the podcast started. Like, how have it, I never heard of this? Yeah. Is what blew me away. Yeah, it's very, it's very slept on. It's very. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Vinegar syndrome put it out on blue recently, or 
I don't know how recently, but it's out there. Uh, yeah. You can get it on disc. It's free to watch on YouTube, uh, which is nice. Always handy. It is. It looked good. Yep. It looks it, fine to me. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's just kind of this slept on, forgotten anomaly. Like it's weird. It doesn't it doesn't know if it wants to be a horror or a comedy. Like it's too serious in both Absolutely. of those regards to work as one or the other. I think I think that really is its big failing. I think they should have just leaned way more into the comedy. They should have leaned into got comedy. The crazy comedy characters for it. Absolutely, the, it would have <clears throat> needed. And there's definitely some good jokes. Very few tweaks to be straight up comedy. Yep. And and there are already moments that are like that are right there, just waiting to be exploited for comedy. Yep. And so yeah, I would have I would have totally been into that. Uh, I enjoyed it. I just uh, I I don't know that I'll revisit it anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It, no, I haven't watched it in years myself. I just uh, it only popped into my mind because it's Memorial Day weekend. Right. I knew this was uh, a. <laughs> I love one that I've line in there. They shoehorned into that Memorial Day thing. Like, how much? We're not going to survive the night. How much longer until daybreak? It's 5 a.m. Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. <laughs> and? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Like I said, it doesn't even matter if they survive till daybreak. They're like, I guess we've got to thank our troops for their service. <laughs> like. What do you mean? I want to go clean up a grave of a. Like can the a cave warm... boy, once the sun comes up, can cave boy not survive? Like they, they... he's he'll melt away. Yep. <laughs> yeah. God, that part's hilarious. Yeah. Again, I do like like you said. I I wanted to be more supernatural. I wanted there to be some explanation as to why he was able to do all this stuff. I mean, he's he's building these traps that are like they're traps that people are taught how to do in survivalist schools mm-hmm. and things like that. It's not something that somebody just like, ooh, I just had this idea for this trap. Well, you know what would be cool, man? If we did get a sequel and we did find out that he is friends with some weird survivalist nut that's out in the woods that also hasn't been found because our tracker is not a tracker. Uh, See, and there so, you go. Like, then he's like, he's been raised in the woods by this other. Then we have a sequel with him and this like survivalist family going after the reopening of. That would be a great sequel. Yeah, that would be fine. That would, I mean... That would work. That'd be cool. I was just kind of thinking, like, we can't just have another caveman killer romp. Like, we just did it. But you could expand on it like that, like, and that would answer the question of where he learned how to rig engines and where he learned all the stuff okay. like that. Or, stay with me. Okay. You lean further into the caveman thing, and you do a full Flintstone slasher. It's all occurring in prehistory. Everyone's there, and it's the first prehistoric slasher. <laughs> hmm? How is everybody... Wait. For the sequel? No. It's, uh, oh, it's, just a, a, just it's a prequel. Or... Oh, okay. It's a prequel back to olden times, and, you know, when everybody's got cars that their feet power, and, like... <laughs> so you're talking it's, straight Flintstones. It's a legitimate Flintstone slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's a dying. Instead of it's a living, all the all the animals say when they no. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the fucking the fucking record player shuts off, he's like, "It's a living." Oh, come gotcha, on, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't get I'll, that. I, I get that now. I get listen, it now. I didn't. Get that. I'll workshop it. Yes, please. We'll get. Please do. We'll get something better than that. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that's it. You should buy things from Coast City Comics. You should rate and review us on Apple and all those other things, and Google and the, the Metroplex and whatever else. And you can go to CoastCityComics.com and get yourself a skateboard. You should do and that. And you can look really dope riding it with a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt Hell on, yeah. too. Yeah, check it all out. Get and, all that uh, stuff. Check out the Video Vagrants uh, group on Facebook for lots of fun stuff. Yes. And uh, the Video Vagrants YouTube channel, where every Saturday morning there is a brand new cartoon show hosted by me. Uh, and it's insane. It's pretty insane. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy with it. Me too. Uh, this this week, this week uh, Oliver the chicken is being chased by an alien because he stole a shower radio and the chicken won't get out of the shower. And, uh, and if you think that I shot myself in the shower running with a chicken suit, you're right. <laughs> so tune in this Saturday Hooray and Every Saturday <laughs> Yes you should do that And you can follow me at Instagram at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend Nice and also you need to play Rubik the Amazing Cube at some point That's okay. all Thank you good night everybody Peace Woo